Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. I'm Alex Dunlap here with Byron Lambert. This is the week three waiver wire edition of the podcast. Just a, a quick little supplement to go with the waiver wire cheat sheet available over at rosterwatch.com. Um, this will be kind of supplemental information and insight from us. But as always, uh, rely on and fall back on the actual cheat sheet over at rosterwatch.com that uh, Byron has put together with the help of all of our tools that are going up today for our pro subscribers. If you do not have a pro membership at Rosterwatch, please consider doing it. It's the best way to support the podcast. And if you don't want to do that, which you really should, you really, really should. But if you don't, Please go into Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. Once we get up to 500 reviews, and we're on our way, we're ticking up from 400. We'll get to 500 soon enough. We'll be giving away a new handful of pro memberships to people who left their reviews. Just make sure and leave your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle, however you'd like us to contact you, if you are chosen. And it is randomly chosen. But the randomly chosen, Byron, I think it's fair to say that we won't randomly choose one that gives us a shitty review and, a, and like a one-star rating, right? Yeah, we always give preferential treatment to those who leave the <laughs> glowing reviews. It, it is it, it it is random, but whenever I what I did last time is I went and put them all in a randomizer. But the only ones that I chose to put in the randomizer were the ones that gave us uh, five good 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 five star reviews. So go do that. You pause the podcast right now, man. It'll take you two seconds, and you can get in the running there for a pro membership and support us along the way. All right. With all that out of the way, Byron, let's talk about the waiver wire cheat sheet this week, what we're doing on waivers. I don't see it as robust, as robust a week as it was last week with the Marquise Browns, the John Rosses. Boy, what pickups those guys were. If you're just looking at the immediate returns, it looks like with, with Hollywood Brown, that thing could be the early season pickup of the year if they keep rolling like this with Lamar Jackson. Uh, but he is now way too owned to have here on the sheet. And there's a grip of wide receivers who, just like always, Byron, lower down on the sheet last week, who you could have gotten for a lot less for your waiver budget, now here at the very top. So we'll get to those guys. I I view, uh, like you, I think there are three that should be kind of the marquee pickups and then a few others that really could help you, um, you know, this week and and maybe in the interim moving forward. Let's start with the running back position. You've identified Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore as two guys that you're really interested in. We're still waiting to hear exactly what's going on with Devin Singletary's hamstring. But, you know, even without that, Frank Gore was the guy getting used at the goal line for the Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary, you know, as far as the as far as the actual touch distribution and as far as the actual um, as far as the actual playing time, 33% of the playing time last week, six touches for 57 yards, and he did get the touchdown. Frank Gore, a 60% snap participant, 21 touches last week for 83 and a touchdown. I, I, I mean, Byron, I, I'll never forget, when we were doing a pilot of Roster Watch, when we were first starting the company, and it was like a recording over at my friend Dave's house, we were just trying to get on the local radio station with a radio show. We were still 2010. And I remember distinct, distinct, not, I remember distinctly that we succinctly said that Frank Gore is set to fall off a cliff this year. Right along with Steven Jackson. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. When is, uh, it's, I mean, the he played just, enough man, decade, I mean, man. 
He's 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 like the Terminator. He, he just keeps going. But I do think, man, uh, like you know, moving forward, uh, we can be considering Frank Gore as like an RB three sort of flex option, regardless of what happens with Devin Singletary. Um, and if Devin Singletary's out, clearly that just you know, the the, the, the Josh Allen's two and zero Bills, man. He's the lead runner. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That was all the way back when you were drinking those wheat beers, man. Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a long time ago. Before I decided to, uh, before I decided to try and try and cut. Is that gluten that you try and cut down on, or is it carbs? I think I've tried to cut down on both, mainly bread, beer, I stuff like that. Manufactured uh, uh, malady. Yeah. Uh, well, regardless, um, Buffalo. Who? Do you, yeah. So this is why I'm at. I haven't done the matchup tool. I haven't done the matchup tool. Yeah, they yet. got the they got the Bengals this week at home. So, so I mean, look, it's a low end flex option with Frank Gore, and that's reflected in the suggested bid here. I mean, it's a more pedestrian week on the waiver wire. It's a more normal week, like Alex came in with. So uh, he happens to be towards the top of the running back heap this week, but that's mainly because of the the clarity surrounding that situation at the moment and you know potentially singletary being out or limited there's could be a little bit of upside there but it's um it's a low-end ad you say rb3 flex i mean that's a yeah, i think that's probably right on that's on the on the good end of the spectrum i kind of think like a low-end flex you know low-end rb3 rb4 type really frank Gore can screw you anytime i mean there was times last year where he had ample opportunity and circumstantially it looked like there was going to be some good spots for him and yeah, he'd come through with six seven eight points for you so uh, i think he's a fine play if if you need somebody off the waiver wire wouldn't overspend on frank gore but you know when you look at the rest of the heap here i mean just maybe a little more clarity around his situation than the other guys versus cincinnati next week you should play him next week as a running back three if there's no devin singletary it's just i mean like well, that changes it for sure. If there's right. no yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely somebody to keep an eye on there and you can get him cheap it, now. Maybe yeah. before the singletary news comes out, it's a guy you shouldn't have to spend too much on. Right. right. I, only, uh, looks like he's available in 92% of leagues. So nobody wants to roster old man, Frank Gore. You, you think you can get, you can get by with him for a week or two. If you're one of these teams that's been bit by the injury bug or Jesus Christ, that injury bug from this last weekend. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off and watch some football. Game winning touchdowns on two minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, and it's where you should play too. Look, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. They will double your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER. Visit MyBookie.ag today and use promo code ROSTER to double your first deposit. 
at mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Carlos Hyde, 20 touches last week, Byron. Was it just the was the impact of Duke Johnson just greatly <laughs> exaggerated here? I I don't have it in I think he only had one target and six or seven yeah, six touches, 31 yards on 39% of snaps. Well, Carlos Hyde, 61% of the snaps in this one, 20 touches, 90 yards. I keep feeling like he's gonna absolutely fall off a cliff one of these kind of fresh legs scenarios here. But as long as they're giving him the football this much, he's in on 61% of snaps. He's the lead back in Houston. And despite Deshaun Watson having a down week last week, I don't think anybody believes that that's going to continue in Houston. Having the lead back there could uh, prove immensely valuable um, for the price that you could get him at off of waivers this week. Carlos Hyde only owned in 43% of leagues across the industry. Uh, you're more interested in him than Frank Gore, it looks like. You just wonder what kind of damage somebody like Melvin Gordon would do in Houston or Tampa or somewhere like that. Yeah, that's why you can't spend too much on Carlos Hyde. It's a decent pickup and a decent play right now for all the reasons that you just outlined, but it's you know the exact reason why you can't spend too much on You can never spend too much on Carlos Hyde in waivers or free agency because there's always a lot of risk associated with that. He can uh, he can ghost you at any time. But again, like Gore, I'd say at this point, he's probably the guy with the most clarity that's less than – I've bumped it up this year to 55% owned so that we can get a few more guys on the sheet. So he's uh, – of, of folks that are less than 55% owned – uh, you know, Carlos Hyde is probably one of the he's running a lead backs. Back. The clearest he's, picture of, of all he, right now. He's a lead back, and it's not like he's only a lead back because of an injury or something. It's it's it you know it isn't interesting to me. They the didn't case. feature Duke Johnson more, who they traded a fourth round pick for. They had a chance they could have featured him more this last week. I know they were ahead. I mean, look, I was you know me. I'm the one that had a little bit of the cockamamie. Uh, narrative or theory i cooked up or daydreamed up last week i said it on the sunday morning sirius xm show that i had visions of carlos hyde being the closer in a game where houston should win handily based on you know the way the vegas odds were stacked up and i think i had carlos hyde ranked as like a low-end rb3 or i was very high on him this last week and it wasn't a spectacular game but that whole thing materialized he got the 20 touches so uh, I think it's a wave. It's a wave you can ride for a little while. What the hell's wrong with Devon? What the hell's wrong with Devonte Freeman? Um, Not enough carries, man. Yeah, I mean, he's still getting 70 percent of the touches. I haven't looked at the snap counts. You probably have the snap count well, tool up six, right 62% now. Sixty-two percent of snaps. Edo thirty-eight percent of snaps. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a little better than the share was with Tevin Coleman. Look, we've said all along, man. I knew. Is it, he I mean, dust, I said though. I mean, is he? No, looks like he's dust. No, I don't think he looks like he's dust. I think that he looks like he. Th- Dude, think about it. They've had two of the most difficult matchups for fantasy running backs to begin the season, yeah, and they haven't Minnesota committed. They haven't, Philly, right. they haven't committed to running the football, so that's not going to work. And the and the Falcons have been bad. I mean, other than in week one, the Falcons were bad, and it wasn't until the end of the game. You know, Calvin Ridley had a nice game, and Julio Jones kind of came alive as things went, like he always does. But you know, Falcons haven't been good, so I think Devontae Freeman's fine. Um, you know, he's never been a guy that's going to beat you with a lot of speed, but to, for him to win, man, look, they're not going to give him 20 touches a game. They don't view him as that kind of guy. And if you own him, to you, get, you know, but he needs to get 15, 18. He really needs 16, 18. If he's getting 14, that's not going to cut it, man. 
including one or two, like one, two, three touches inside the five yard line. But he's, because the he's, getting, is he's getting the snap counts though. So it's the question is, you know, are the game scripts and the, and the game plans going to go? Are they going to, is, is Dirk Cutter going to call the game where, you know, when he's out on the field, 65 to 70% of the time, is he going to get 15 to 17, 16 to 18 touches? That's what has to happen. It's what should happen based on that snap share in that offense with some appeal with some upside to, you know, have some legitimate amount of red zone opportunities on that offense as the season progresses, but it's been a slow start. It's been two bad matchups. I think Freeman's maybe knocking off a little rust. I don't think he's dust though, man. I I don't think he's dust, but you're not going to see the best of him until that's a guy you got to get going, man, especially coming a year off. So, we're not prioritizing picking up Ito Smith. I mean, right? Because it seems like the problems that are plaguing Devontae Freeman are probably going to plague Ito Smith as well, and Ito Smith is still clearly behind him. I mean, it's going to be a timeshare, I mean, unless Devontae Freeman went down. I, I do think Ito Smith, I mean, he's he's positioned relatively high on the running back heap this week because he has clearly emerged. It's like you say, the, all these things are always a flat circle, man. We went through all this nonsense with the rest of that Atlanta backfield and all those subterfuge <laughs> and the through tra- throughout training camp. And the fact is it just came back to Nito Smith being the guy that we thought he was going to be last year and a Tevin Coleman replacement and looking like a, you know, you can't play Ito Smith right now. Like you could play Tevin Coleman in years past. But I, what I would say is if you're a Freeman owner, all of a sudden Ito Smith has emerged as a very clear handcuff who could be very good if Freeman goes down uh, because he could end up with more snap count than even Freeman potentially currently if Freeman goes down, even though it probably devolves into a larger committee. I just think at this point, Ito Smith has kind of uh, recaptured the handcuff value that we thought he had all offseason. And so if you're a Freeman owner, and I know a lot of the listeners are, he was you know, a guy that you could – third that third-round turn was no man's land, mid-third mid round. I mean, it was just a guy you had to take a shot on there. And I still think there's room for him to produce. It could be in big spurts. You know, you're going to be, could be a little bit hit or miss. You may need a matchup play Devontae Freeman this year. But yeah, Ido Smith gets a little love this week on waivers because he's emerged as a clear cut, you know, handcuffed to Devontae Freeman that we always envisioned. Those Devontae Freeman owners and everybody else just thinking, man, why did I not take Derrick Henry over him? <laughs> At least the way it looks through two weeks. Um, uh, do you remember how scared people were about Derrick Henry two weeks ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, my question is this. I think I think on that, that shitty Titans offense and people saying how bad that Titans offensive line was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not as good as it's going to be when they get Taylor Lewan back. That's for sure. Uh, I'm, look, I'm pleased to see it. We have a ton of exposure to Derrick Henry. I mean, that's just a simple fact. You can't own – not every team can own all these guys, right? Right. Um, I think one guy that needs to be a tear up and that I might have to make an executive decision on here would be Peyton Barber, who's going to be at home this week versus the Giants. It feels like a lifetime ago, but on Thursday night, uh, Ronald Jones left that game a little bit early. Uh, we still don't know exactly what's up with him, but, I mean, as it – as it stands, Peyton Barber's got 65% of the snaps, 24 touches, and, and along with the target, 89 yards, and, of course, the touchdown. This Giants defense is, is awful. If Ronald Jones is limited, or it's just basically if, if in any way his, like, ascension is, 
if if the hype around his ascension is sort of tempered a little bit within that staff, they've sh- I mean they've shown that they're kind of fine to plot around with Peyton Barber. Nobody loves playing Peyton Barber. Nobody wants to put him in their lineup. But there are some people that might have some uh, some 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 trouble this week with injuries or you know I guess not bye weeks just yet, but you know different things in your flex. Maybe you know you you. you You've been playing wide receivers and there have been guys who've been injured or you're worried about what's happening with your, you know, if you've been playing, say, like Latavius Murray and now it's like a Teddy Bridgewater offense, that play doesn't seem quite as good anymore. I'd almost kind of want to have Peyton Barber and it looks like he is available in 53% of leagues. Um, Did you not, like, do you not think he sort of belongs in the same bucket as Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore as as far as uh, pickups this week? Only if Ronald Jones is out or looks like he's going to be very limited. Otherwise, you just can't ever spend too much on Peyton Barber, man. That situation is fluid. It could devolve at any minute. It's Peyton Barber that we're talking about. And, you know, I just think at the moment, a guy like Hyde or Gore looks like he might have a little more week to week or consistent viability, at least on the near term horizon. Barber is a guy, I think, as a waiver wire guy in a pinch you can play him any given week right now but it's just not a guy that i trust this week and next week or you know it's a one-week play so how much are you going to spend on peyton barber for a one-week play right now it kind of feels like you could pick up carlos hyde and or frank gore and eke a little more than one week out of those guys in the near you know future so that's 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 i mean i pretty much have barber at the top of the next heap right there with raheem mostert who had you know that whole San Francisco running back core just going gangbusters, man. Yeah, it, it, I, I, my one concern with Mostert is, you know, Tevin Coleman might be back not this next week, but what do you think, week four or five? Do you think yeah. that? I mean, but they, they 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 might not need to rush him back. It hurts to, yeah, because Tevin Coleman would be going off right now. It hurts right. so bad to have him on my fucking bench, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think you can move Barber a little bit. He has a little bit of mobility if you want him. I see him and Mostert as like plays for this week with a little bit of potential viability week to week in the coming weeks, but just you know a little less clarity, a little more uncertainty. And those are just neither guys you ever want to spend you know too much on. At least Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore have done it in the league before, man. If uh, Jalen Samuels is kind of down here in this bucket too, and so whenever you look at the sheet. Just know that, you know, if we get word through, we have to get this sheet out so you guys can get your waivers in. You know, this sheet and this pod, we'd like to get it out early in the afternoon. So once you get home from work or whatever your routine is, you can get your waiver claims and not have to wait till, you know, not have to wait till late at night for this stuff. But we need to keep an eye on James Conner. And if it's looking like he's doubtful to go this weekend with a <laughs> with the Mason Rudolph traveling um Pittsburgh Steelers offense, you know, we know that he can step in and be basically 80% of what Connor is just right off the bat. The Steelers will be going to the 49ers who um, defense has actually looked a little bit better than I would have, uh, certainly better than I would have anticipated. Definitely in week one, uh, saved a lot of our bacon and, and DFS with a couple of those defensive and special team scores at near, near, uh, near men price. So I actually like the 49ers this week as a defense to pick up. I'm, I haven't even looked at the defenses here on the sheet, whether or not you've included them. But, um, yeah, Jalen Samuels, do we move him up? If it looks like Connor's going to be out, I think we'd have to, right? Yeah, we always love Jalen Samuels when James Connor's out. Yeah, and you, did in, you, and you did include the 49ers here, which I am 
glad to see. Interested, you see the Bucks on here too, right? Is yeah, Todd Bowles kind of dialing things up, up for those guys? I think if you love the Bucks, they could go up a spot or two on the sheet. I didn't want to go two bananas because at one percent owned it's certainly they, they they're not a lock but uh and daniel jones is one of these guys better man, than I eli would be shocked yeah. if he went in there and carved these bucks up somehow a little bit yeah right, we'll, we'll get to defenses in a second anybody at the running back position that you feel like we need to hit on that we didn't i mean people obviously know chris thompson's a ppr play you can pick up as long as darius guys is out it looks like He's gonna he's gonna get run when the game scripts are bad, and the game scripts look like they're gonna be plenty bad for those guys. It's just it's gonna be boom or bust with him. Yeah, there's a couple guys at the bottom. If Singletary's out, you might have a look at Yeldon this week if you're in a deep competitive league. Uh, if it, right now Josh Jacobs has a groin, I, I suspect he'll play. But if somehow he's out, actually DeAndre Washington outproduced Jalen Richard at least on the bottom line last week. I don't know what their snap counts look like. And then right now, Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy, both on the injury. Yeah, report. I mean, what about Darwin Thompson? Maybe we, we should get him up a little bit. Uh, it looks like McCoy and Williams probably going to play, so I didn't go crazy. But he certainly has a lot of upward mobility. If you want to move him higher for now, I get it. And then certainly to the listeners, if we find out McCoy and or Williams are out, then all of a sudden Darwin oh, Thompson takes yeah. a big rise up this yeah. year. But he's a guy I think you could set your waivers tonight for very cheap, wake up and get him, and then just – cross your fingers for some you know maybe some good news if you happen to, to pick him up and then you know benny snell the other guy at the very bottom if all of a sudden james connor's out and everybody's focused on jalen samuels benny snell might be a guy to poke around in a deep league hey, can can you imagine a game this that, that projects to be as much fun as the ravens at chiefs does this weekend Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes. I mean, talk about getting sick. It's my sickest, dude. <laughs> I'm a huge just, Ravens fan this year. It's just, I just come right out, come right out and and say it. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm never a are, fan of these teams, but I'm just so fascinated with that entire construct. And was no, just you've been saying it since the training camp tour. I, 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 you know, even back in the off season, I was just just contemplating that offense was just fun and fascinating to me. I always thought it was one of the big narratives of this off season. And then going to that camp just blew me away, man. So, you know, we're fans of the landscape of the league of the NFL at this point. People ask me all the time, like, who's your team? Like, are you a fan of I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not really a fan of any teams. I don't really have a team. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm an observer of the landscape of the NFL and that's how I get my action. And then they're just like, come on, come on. You got to have somebody I'm like, man, I, I really don't, you know, maybe I pay a little extra attention to the Cowboys and Raiders for some uh, odd reasons, I guess. But man, this year I sure do love these Baltimore Ravens, Alex. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's move on to the receivers. Uh, one thing I know I'm going to have to take executive privilege with is getting Golden Tate up a little bit. I think he's a good pickup this week, a week before he's set to come back. Um, simply because they, you know Sterling Shepard's been hurt. We got we got Danny Dimes coming in at quarterback. I think that Golden Tate could represent an immediate sort of lowish end wide receiver three option for you and somebody that can help you through the the bye weeks. I mean, he's a he's a good player. I think I like it better than you know, these scabs over the course of the next few weeks, well, like Nelson Aguilar, while we wait to see what's going on with um, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson and stuff like that. How, what do you, what do you think, what do you think about that? Yeah. Golden Tate, absolutely one of my favorite pickups of the entire week. So that's why he's at the top of the heap that he's at now. If you want to move him up, I, I definitely sign off on that, man. Well, I, I just, I think he belongs sort of more in this Nelson Aguilar territory. Maybe also 
uh, you know, Randall Cobb. Talk about that. Is it just, you know, Michael Gallup's now looks like he's going to be out for a little while, which really sucks because he was coming along and looking like a really kind of cool part of that offense, despite the fact that he wasn't somebody that we were particularly high on after getting to scout him and see him at the senior bowl and stuff. Sometimes it takes a year, right, in an NFL system to get these things figured out and to kind of iron out the kinks. And it certainly seems like Michael Gallup was on that trajectory. So you hope he can get back sooner than later. But, you know, I think Randall Cobb, I think you'll hear some cockamamie talk about Devin Smith, who I'm sure is somewhere on this sheet. Probably, yeah, a little bit farther Scroll down. All the way down. Yeah, yeah. But I think that Randall Cobb in the interim, uh, certainly an excellent pickup. And then this week, I, I believe the Dallas Cowboys have the Miami Dolphins. So it's a 20-point line. Like yeah, that's something where it's like we're, we're going to have to figure that out through the course of the week, how that game script's even going to look. Um, Speaking of, did you see how big I went on my bookie yesterday, Alex? I did. I did. That was a great day for you. Great, great, great day to believe in Baker Mayfield. Went all in with my bonus promo, too. <laughs> for the bonus code roster. Hold the positive <laughs> Just ship the whole thing, man. I'm go, to, go to mybookie.ag, sign up with promo code ROSTER for up to $1,000 uh, 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 matching deposit bonus, and you can, you can bet it all. You can bet it all on Baker Mayfield like Byron did. Yes, I saw like you, I, you, I, you, I had you over, that I screenshot. I had $640 on on the Cleveland Browns last well, night. Some, well, some of it was on teaser lines and stuff like that, right? You, like you bought a few extra points on some of them? I, I bought a few points. I yeah. bought. I, did, I said no swindles at the minus seven. I said I want to get in at this thing at five and a half and make sure that I win with even two field goals. I feel so confident about this thing. I'm shipping it all in. So I just shipped 140, a couple of small ones the day before. So I had 40 on top of my original 300 deposit. I shipped the entire thing. And I looked down. I said, what the hell? I might as well ship my entire uh, deposit bonus. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Um, all right, yeah, so that's over at MyBookie, mybookie.ag, promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R. Um, Nelson Aguilar, DJ, DJ Chark is looking good, too. Gardner Minshew with the Minshew mustache, he's twisting that thing up like he's Shad Khan throwing the, thing, throwing the ball to DJ Chark. I guess my question is for you is these guys, who we consider on a lower tier than the three I'll talk about next, McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. I personally love McCole Hardman. I would have, I if I could have got him anywhere and played him last week, I would have. We suggested that here on the podcast. Um, the Demarcus Robinson deal that just came out of nowhere, and I just wonder if in a game where Sammy Watkins got what thirty, I think he got thirteen targets, and couldn't do that much with them. That was a down game for Sammy Watkins. I'm just wondering if until Tyree Kill gets back, and that's the main concern here. I don't know that Demarcus Robinson I, – I, I'm 99% sure that we've seen his biggest game of the season. I'm 99% sure we have not seen McCall Hardman's biggest game of the season in Tyreek Hill's absence. And then even once Tyreek Hill comes back, I think Hardman stands to have a little bit of standalone value as the dude that Andy Reid fires up and uses on gadget plays and stuff like that just with all of his speed. Um, is it – do you not like him up with this top tier of wideouts just because once Tyree Kill comes back, you just you feel like you're out on him? Well, you know, there's a lot of folks like the Sigmund Blooms of the world that would argue with you on that too. That I think we're on the Demarcus Robinson side of the fence in the in the industry. And you know, Alex, you and I had a little bit of a conversation offline before the podcast about you know you're kind of questioning me why I didn't have Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman up with the 
top three guys on the sheet. I have them just a, a hair, just a notch below. And, you know, I think you just outlined the other reason why. How do you choose between the two? That's the other reason they can't I mean, be so yeah. high on the sheet as the other guys. How do you choose? I, I, I choose based on the fact that McCole Hardman was drafted to beat the Tyreek Hill insurance and that they're going to scheme him up to beat Tyreek Hill while Tyreek Hill's out. And so during the time that Tyreek Hill's out, I feel like we could get some of those absolute monster games out of him. I mean, clearly Why we can't out of DeMarcus the Robinson. Tyreek Hill replica, though? I mean, Robinson looks like another Sammy Watkins out there. He's he's smaller. Come on, he's he's no. There's not too many people that run around looking like Sammy Watkins. He's he's smaller. He started yesterday. Yeah, but I'm talking about a guy that whose skill set and body type and speed and everything like he looks like Tyreek Hill. You know, so I yeah. I mean, that so makes maybe, sense. Maybe roster watch nation takes Hardman over Robinson, but it's still it's. Yeah, I'm gonna. There's a little bit on the supply side of things there. You know, there's enough. It's like the supply of the Kansas City wide receiver brings their individual value down a little bit. I get it. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about these guys at the top. And again, to be able to find out what we want you bidding on these guys and sort of how we see them stacking up within these tiers, go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership, download the waiver wire cheat sheet for week three. It should be up by the time you hear this. I I would hope. Um, so DK Metcalf. Uh, dude, I mean, talk about things clicking for somebody. Things have clicked for DK Metcalf. It looks like, or you know, whether or not they've clicked for him, it's it's you know, they say we don't care if things have clicked for you. We're 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 throwing you the football. Um, he's he's just he's a he's a beast, man. And Russell Wilson's just a really really good quarterback. And when you when you have his trust and he's willing to throw those balls up for you and let you go fight for him on eighty nine percent of targets. I mean, 89% of snaps, he was targeted seven times last week. He only had the three catches, but for 61 yards and a touchdown. Just, I mean, what did he do in week one as far as snap counts? DK Metcalf, 77% of snaps in week one, six targets, four receptions, and 89 total yards. So DK Metcalf is sort of sort of going off. Um, I, I, I can't believe that he's only owned right now in 49% of leagues. He's probably not owned in your league if you're listening to this, but – Boy, if he is, you need to go out and get him. Monster. You know, I'm really thinking about T.O. when I'm seeing him play so far this season. And the Seahawks just don't have anybody else like him on the roster. Terry McLaurin, everybody should know by now to, to pick him up. If you use the cheat sheets at Roster Watch, you might have actually drafted him. Um, I, did, I certainly drafted him in both of – well, actually, I, I drafted McLaurin with my last pick before kickers and defense in one league, and I drafted Debo Samuel with my last pick before kickers and defense in my two main um, my two main home leagues that I'm you know that I that I consider myself most competitive and most maniacal about because I want to beat my friends like like Byron and the Trashman and, the, and these other dirt balls, and those are the two other guys that we think you know just need to be owned right now. Debo Samuel, fourteen percent owned. McLaurin, a lot more owned than that. He, he's probably owned in your league, but if he's not. Uh, give him a long, hard look. Case Keenum just he's he's attached onto that guy, and then once Case Keenum busts and they decide to go with the Dwayne Haskins era, you know that it's going to be Dwayne Haskins to uh, Terry McLaurin with the Ohio State connection. Yeah, those were two great last round draft picks. Very prescient. I, I just couldn't buy into Case Keenum early in the season, but for whatever reason, that's working out. I mean, he was so god awful last year and ruined 
everything fantasy that he was connected to really <laughs> other than Philip Lindsay, but that's, you know, was probably a product of how bad case Keenum was, but whatever reason he's been functional, I guess with Jay Gruden in this offense to begin and McLaurin, very good prospect. So coming out of the gate strong and strung a couple good weeks together. I'm pretty sure he's the best wide receiver on the team. I'm trying to look and see if there's, Anybody else here that kind of pops off to me is just kind of interesting or, you know, noteworthy. I think A.J. Brown might might need to be a little bit higher. It's just the fact that he doesn't, you know, I mean, it seems it's like, like trash are, man says, Alex, the, the, the wide receiver one on the Titans is like the wide receiver four on some other. <laughs> no, and I get it. And, and he's and he's kind of he's kind of he's the most talented wide receiver they have. But he's just he's still kind of down on the pecking order a little bit. Uh, Preston Williams starting to pop off a little bit, but who knows what's going to happen there. It looks like they're going to get Josh Rosen in this week. Um, I, I mean, it can't be any worse. I'm just – I'm trying I think to – Paris Campbell is a sharp pickup in deep leagues right now, available 95% of leagues. No Devin Funches. Didn't get much action this last week, but did get in the end zone. He's the kind of guy that if he starts heating up as the season goes on, I mean, he's pretty clearly going to be this – I mean, maybe behind Ebron, but – as far as the wideouts are concerned, I mean, he's definitely the second most talented guy behind Hilton, and he can make some really big plays. So, and then our Sega Whiteside could be sneaky this week if we have no Alshon, no Deshaun Jackson. Oh, That's part I didn't of, even think of that. Part yeah. of the reason that Aguilar is so high on the sheet this week yep. is a one-week play after his 11 targets. I think it was this last week. Uh, so, Whiteside might be the. Uh, kind of the way to come through the back door on that Eagle situation this week if Alshon and Djax are out. The, the, look, as far as coming through the back door, let's move to tight ends. And I think coming through the back door this week and just going ahead and getting Chris Herndon, if you are in tight end purgatory, which a lot of people certainly are, is totally fine. I think that, you know, what is he? We get him back week six or week five? I think it's week six. Regardless. Yes. I believe it's a four-game suspension. I'm not sure when the buy okay, is. So we get of him course, back it's got to be when Darnold is back. I mean, you need Darnold to be back for any well, of these Darnold guys. Darnold will be back by then. It's only a few, like he's only had a mono for a few weeks, right? I think picking up Herndon right now is a smart move if you're a tight end purgatory. Darnold could be out another month, I think. They'll come you back still, about the same time. Look, man, if you started out this season with some kind of Jordan Reed or some, like Trey Burton or one of these dirt balls, like going out and picking up Chris Herndon right now is probably – probably a good move um he's he's i feel like he's going to be a top 10 tight end uh, all the way out once he gets back he, he just looks so good in the preseason he's he's an absolute beast i see will disley on the list here i just i worry about him i i don't have the exact numbers but i looked up some of the um i looked up some of the routes run numbers just after i saw i believe he scored two touchdowns last week but still they have like nick vanette i believe ran more routes than he did so could be a little bit of a um, just a, a, a sign moving forward that that kind of production out of Will Disley isn't anything that we want to we want to really count on. I think it's interesting here that your boy Noah Fan is still only eleven percent owned. As far as a speculative ad at the tight end position, I think he he makes a hell of a lot of sense himself. Now he's percolating and nobody's really catching on. That's headed in the right direction, and you know, just like any of these other guys, it's going to be boom or bust for most of these tight ends on a weekly basis, but. He's a guy who's trending towards a decent baseline, and certainly we know has the talent to go pretty big in any given week. And then, Alex, I'm with you, man. I mean, as far as a stash, if you're looking for a tight end stash, I was at Jets training camp, and Chris Herndon was outstanding. Um, 
as far as we talked, I know we talked about the Bills earlier, but they have the Bengals this week. It's just if you if Josh Allen is still on your waiver wire and you're you know you're kind of struggling at the quarterback position, I was just why not pick up Josh Allen? He looks good. <laughs> he's 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 going to pick up yards rushing. Um, I, I just he's he's still only owned at forty one percent of leagues. He he should probably be more owned than that. But as usual, the the waiver wire quarterback is is pretty pretty rich with with uh, some of these players. So just go and give it a look at the waiver wire cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com. And then finally, the uh, the defenses, Byron. Any waiver wire defense that you're kind of singling out this week? We talked earlier, I believe, about the 49ers with uh, – was, was that Mason Rudolph traveling to face those guys? Uh, the 49ers at home, only 19% owned. I see you put the Eagles on here. What is their matchup? This I really need to get the matchup tool done. They have the Lions tonight. coming to town. Yeah, so you like that. Uh, just kind of looking over, looking over the slate. Of course, the Cowboys, if they're available in your league, they're at home versus the Dolphins. That'll be one of the top plays of the entire week. Everybody um, is already now on board with the uh, New England Patriots. But I remember, oh you know, yeah, so they have the Jets and Trevor Simeon coming to town. Um, so good, good matchups for those guys. I see that the Packers too. I mean, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers will be the first to tell you that that defense has gotten better. They have some real talent there that they've developed in their own sort of way. Um, these guys who they've you know drafted, developed, and are coming along nicely. And next week they are, I believe they're at home versus the – help me out, who are the Packers? Oh, at, at, at home Broncos. versus Joe, yeah, Joe Flacco and the Broncos. So that would be another defensive streamer I might be interested in. What do you think? Uh, looks like as I'm looking at the sheet, those are a few that you have already had listed. Anybody I forgot about? Uh, I mean, pretty clearly Patriots and Cowboys defenses are the plays of the week, but they're mostly owned. I think Patriots are like 96% owned and Cowboys maybe not too far off that mark. And then, yeah, the way it's shaping up of the defense is likely to be available on your waiver wire. The Packers uh, look like they're coming out on top as the number one uh, waiver wire defensive player of the week, Alex. But, you know, those 49ers are an interesting one with Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town. 